Hey, how you doing, Being Black family? You have tuned in to another Being Black 2020. I am your host, Joshua X, and today's episode will be about male inferiority, and specifically um, black male inferiority when it comes to uh, uh, society in a global aspect. This is not just in America. Um, studies show that um, black men abroad are being targeted um, systemically and that we need to address that. So let me get right, I'm going to get right into it and define <clears throat> what male inferiority is to me and when it comes to what I have experienced. Okay, male inferiority is uh, when it comes to the black male. Um, me having my experience in America has been... Um, people perceiving that I should always become um, after a white counterpart or I should always come after um, someone that's white. I should uh, always be humble. I shouldn't show aggressiveness. I shouldn't show anger. Um, I shall be meek. I should be a sheep. That's what um, being a black male in America is um it's my belief and these are just these are just my opinions but it's my belief that is where um, a lot of homosexuality stems from in the in the male psyche uh, our fight for survival us seeing um you you've seen through history um the rape and pillage of the black of the black people here of the diaspora uh, us coming over in slave ships and your colonial powers uh, back busting the strongest men in front of the women, the strongest African men in front of the women to break their pride and to domineer their strength. That psychological, um, that psychological impact is generational what I mean is we genetically predisposed to the fear of being raped or the fear of being dominated by this by this <clears throat> by this opposite um, entity um, the reason why I say opposite entity because once you learn about melanin you understand and um, why the white man has to be uh, aggressive and evil to the sort of um, to the sort that they are killing black men and brutalizing them and even creating a, a, a militarized force within certain cities to to keep us oppressed, calling us criminals, um, uh, ta- attacking our women. These are tools because white white people are genetically um, genetically weaker than we are. Not not in the absolute sense, but when it comes to a genetic sense, to the sense that they can't procreate at the same rate that we can. And several of their most, and the several of the biggest states in the United States, I don't know about these statistics abroad, but the several of the biggest states in the United States, uh, white people are not um, 
having kids, their birth rate is not higher than mortality rate. So their mortality rate is higher than their birth rate, which means they're dying off faster than having kids. This is why germ warfare is important. And this is why um, you see the global scheme of things, why a lot of us are being killed off more expeditiously than before. So when it comes to how we stop this black male inferiority, how do we counter it? Because we have to realize, and this is this is a problem that stems from white supremacy, but needs to be solved by black unity. And this is what I mean by this. Black unity is the answer for male inferiority because the male identity is first perceived in the household you can't become something that you don't see and I'm, let me tell you what I mean by that 75% of households from 2014 to 2018 in black households were single parent households that means that 75% of households out there don't have a father in them that means three out of four men, boys, are growing up without a, a proper example of what a man should be. And when you add that to the fact that um, 85% of public school teachers are white women, and you add that to the fact that uh, girls and boys learn differently, and you add that to the fact that after after the home can't teach you, after the school can't teach you, the streets is going to teach you. And the streets, the streets have never gave our boys or girls a, a fair chance to success. They don't prepare our kids for the, for the real world. Um, I'm a, I'm a, a living example of of going through roadblocks that I really didn't have to go through um, but just being ignorant to certain things being curious to certain things and just um, not knowing as a a young man how to develop my character was um, was a part was partly due to my underdevelopment and why I didn't develop at a, a rapid rate. In the United States, <clears throat> in the United States, um, the African American um, boy at the age of um, nine years old is academically as sharp as he is at the age of 18. And this is uh, on the reading level and math level. So, when we look at that, and we look at the fact of, um, and we look, and we also add the fact, this is the very, very, very important fact to me, that um, when at birth, males out, black males outnumber females 1.2 to 0.8 on a ratio scale. By the age of 18, black women outnumber black males three to one 
I'm going to repeat that just in case you don't understand what I'm saying. At birth, black males outnumber black women 1.2 to 0.8 to women 0.8. By the time both turn 18, the black woman outnumbers the black male 3 to 1. This is due to jail. One out of every three black males that are born will experience jail at some point in his life. This is due to homicide. Our black boys aren't growing up to be men. And this is due to homosexuality. Like I said, a lot of our a lot of our boys don't see a proper example of how to be men. And there's no there's no fine there's no fine line. Or there's no guidance system between showing a boy to be a man. There's just a woman there <clears throat> who's trying to cultivate and 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 raise a man. So that's another block. And this is the last but not least. I'm not saying all black women, but a lot of black women neglect to raise our boys in the fashion that they want their man. And let me give you an example. A girl growing up in a household with a woman is held to a certain responsibility. She has to make her bed. She has to learn how to cook. She must do her homework. She must be neat and proper. While the boy, on the other hand, doesn't have to make his bed. He doesn't. He can play basketball outside all day. He ain't gonna learn how to cook. And then you, then you, you, you get. You got women when they get old to complain that ain't no good men. Well, you know, you could have raised them. You could have raised good men. You could have raised them right at home. It started right at home with by holding um holding him to a certain responsibility, the same responsibility you hold your daughters to. Is there's no that makes no sense that the two kids grow up in the same household is not held to the same responsibility. Now I'm not saying these two kids learn the same, but the on the responsibility level both, no man is, is no higher than women, you know what I mean? Men are, are supposed to be just as responsible as women. And that's where I give my mother a, a, a big, a big, uh, a big hope and um, a big hug of, of love and, and aspiration because of how she taught me to be responsible, you know, to be shiverish, uh, to uh, always be courteous to women. You know, it was it was very important in my household to to hold responsibility as a as a young man. I was wasn't just taught I was a, I was just a little boy. No, I was a young man, and that and that and with that uh, weight of responsibility, without without there being a, a male figure in my household, she told me the weight of my responsibility and um, the plight that it came with, and that gave me a, a certain. Um, a certain destiny, a certain vision, a certain a certain aim, and that's what I believe that everybody should um, everybody should do to their children. Give your give your child, give your young man somewhere to aim, um, so that he doesn't go astray, doesn't go off from looking at these bozos, the, these bozo celebrities, or you know these uh, bozos on the streets that's doing stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying, like. Let's give our uh, let's give our sons a, a chance at life. We're not giving our kids a chance at life 
by by not preparing them, we we are preparing them for destruction and death. You know, the only reason why I was curious because I was not learned on the 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 life's temptations or life's aspects. Teach your kid to be well-rounded and abroad. Teach them about the things that's going on the street, as well as the things that's going on on the on the economic level, on the political level. Teach your kids how to be well-rounded. Teach your young man how to how to um, do things for himself, but how to expand and grow. Teach him the value of a woman. Teach them the value of family. Teach them that money does not define them. I need to. I find that out at a later age, and even after me having a son. I didn't understand that money did not define me. Uh, black women are the leading, the leading professional class of people right now in the United States. If black men don't learn to support our women and love our women, even though they might be in a position to make more than us, or they might be in a position that they have better jobs than us, we still have to work with them, love them, don't be intimidated by that. Learn how to still be the man of the household and protect and love them. We cannot allow westernized thoughts of how of family and household to come in and control our mind state. That's why my identity episode and my adaptability episode tie in to my black male inferiority episode this episode today because without being able to adapt and without being able to create a new identity you won't be able to love and cultivate your household because the white systemic white supremacy wants you to say oh since you're not making that much you're not making more than a woman you're not a man and a lot of a lot of part of why I couldn't grasp um, my role as a man in society because I wasn't making a hundred thousand. I wasn't making this, 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 that, and I let that define me. And when I let that define me, that that put me on an inferior base to the white man, the brown man, the orange man. I was inferior to everybody. So that's why the black man is considered to be inferior because he's not making the U.S. dollar. Well, guess what? The U.S. dollar is crashing, and the, the the black man hasn't crashed yet. So let that be a, a awakening to you all, and let that be a reminder to you all that black is better. Black is better than what it's what they say it is. Black is better than what they portray it is. You look at movies, images, images, and you look at different. Uh, depictions and and our celebrities and it's it's baffling to me how we still support a system that portrays our black man as being gay weak when there's really more there's more gay white men than any other gay demographic in the world you know what I mean there is more there is more suicide, the highest rate of suicidal um, people are white men. But yet, white men are taught that, oh, they're tough as nails. Captain America, Superman, Batman. You know what I mean? We get Black Panther. We get one Black Panther, and we get, 
you know. Black Lightning. You know, we got, like, we get futile attempts from things that draw off their media base. We don't have our own media platforms. We don't promote our own self-images. You know, we have Shaq twerking and painting his nails. We got Charles Barkley, you know what I mean, marrying a white woman. You know what I mean? Like, we got... We got prominent black figures out here bending over for the Jewish people and for other races. Let's define ourselves, let's redefine the black family, and let's recreate black unity. This has been another episode of Being Black, and thank you for being black, and continue to recreate the black family.